0: American Timelines is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Find out more at queencitypodcastnetwork.com. Oh, okay. So now I'm obsessed with time. Welcome to episode 170 of American Timelines by History for Jerks. I'm Joe, and I have a special guest host with me this week who is related to me. <laughs> yes, and uh, she's been on a couple episodes just here and there. Uh, she, You may remember her as a nine-year-old girl from the uh, segment we did, What Would a Nine-Year-Old Girl Think? But she is now 12. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome my daughter, Audrey Rose. Hi, Audrey Rose. Hi. Can I call you Dewey? Can I call you Dewey for this? Or just Audrey? <laughs> you want to call it Audrey? I don't care. You don't care? I'm bursting
1: Ta- my eardrums.
0: Should I turn your volume down? Because this is going to be the level I'm talking.
1: Mm-hmm. I want to be able to hear myself, but I don't want to hear you as much.
0: That's not going to happen How is that funny (laughs) That's probably what
1: all of your listeners think
0: Burn Man you're just starting Starting with the hot goss That's not hot goss Start with the the hot takes that are hurting my feelings Right away You're probably right That is what everybody's (laughs) thinking Thank you for being here to hurt my feelings Are you ready to to cover a murder Mm -hmm. So Audrey is here. She's twelve years old. She has grown up the last few years with her parents being idiot podcasters. Uh, is it? Has it been difficult for you?
1: Um, being the
0: daughter of podcasters.
1: Well, the first couple of years, you guys were like in the house doing it, and you guys were like, "Be quiet! You have to be quiet for like five hours while we film," <laughs> and it was so annoying because we couldn't like make any noise.
0: <laughs> but you still did.
1: Yeah, and then when we were like hungry or whatever we had to like go downstairs and get it and you guys would just like stare. You'd be like
0: Well, nobody can like, see you.
1: I, exactly. And then you would be like um here comes my daughter and I'd be like you do not need to introduce me I'm not even making any noise. <laughs> like what was the reason? And
0: when you know, how did your friends take it when you told them that your parents are podcasters they think you're a weirdo
1: they did not give two shits
0: do all your friends or all your friends have parents who have podcasts no I'm surprised because there's a lot of everyone has a podcast now no well,
1: well sane people don't
0: okay well so this is gonna be difficult because I don't really know how appropriate it is to have a 12 year old talking about murder Uh but true crime is a genre now and people get into it and there's kids your age that are into this I'm sure so we're not going to get like graphic and we're not going to get like we're going to kind of gloss over any gross awful parts. P- gross parts or sexual stuff cuz this shouldn't be a this should be PG-13 cuz you're almost 13. You're going to be 13 in about uh 2 months. Yeah. Uh so you're almost 13, so you're almost you're about PG-13ish. Uh so yeah, don't if you get anything gross awful, uncomfortable, just skip over it. I'm not going to force you to do that because you're a child. I'm an adult. I will skip over anything that's too adult. Uh, But, you know, some things we need to talk about. You have to have a healthy fear of danger. So this is good. And I will hopefully teach you some life lessons along the way of this episode. Okay. So you ready? <laughs> okay, first of all, what is do funny? the dishes. I literally <laughs> just said okay and you start laughing. You're, What's funny? Because you're a child and you're adorable. How is that funny? Because I can't believe you're talking into a microphone. like You're a kid. You're just a ba- you were just a baby like a week ago. You were just a baby. And so now you're talking into a microphone. It's weird. I can't believe that you can read.
1: Are you calling me dumb?
0: No, you're a sure. baby. You're sure. a newborn baby. Sure. I should be giving you a bottle. <laughs> But it, was, it seemed like just yesterday I was on paternity leave and I was paternity? home for more, paternity leave, yeah. Paternity. Yeah, I'm your father. So mommy stayed home with you for the first 12 weeks of your life. I know. And what? then she went to back I to- thought
1: it was, I thought it was maternity leave.
0: That's for mothers. I'm oh. the father, so paternity for father. So your mom took maternity leave and then stayed home with you for the first 12 weeks. And then she went back to, to work. And then I took my paternity leave after that. A lot of couples take them together at the same time so they can be together with the family. We were like, no way. Let's save on daycare, day as they say. And so I took my five weeks after her 12 weeks. So I got five weeks of quality time with you as a baby.
1: Yeah, and you forced me to watch basketball. You tied well- <laughs> me into a chair. And you- I did. You-
0: I did. Well, I just happened to be that those five weeks were during March Madness, like a couple of the weeks were during March Madness, and it was the best-timed thing ever. So you being born and then I'm taking 12 weeks and then me getting five during March Madness was the best thing that's ever happened to me. I recommend everybody who's planning a child plan it so the father gets uh, paternity or the mother if they're into basketball. If somebody's into basketball it doesn't have to be a guy. Sometimes yeah, girls are, you, are more into Yeah,
1: why are you like, assuming that only men are into hey, basketball? Right.
0: I should not. Uh, exactly. Because some women are more into it than guys or whatever. Mm-hmm. But take your time off with the baby especially at that age because you weren't a newborn baby you were 12 weeks old by the time I had you so you already knew how to do a bottle and all that stuff so and you were a great baby like you weren't very difficult you just sat there and you liked watching basketball I would put you on the table in a little bouncy seat and I'd sit right next to you I'd have a beer you'd have your bottle and you'd watch base you know basketball you'd watch the players go up and down the court and you know, just smile Well, watching.
1: what was i supposed to watch
0: <laughs> well all the stuff we had for babies was just like colors and shapes moved around anyway you just mesmerized you know stared at so it didn't matter so it was colors and shapes of uniforms and or an orange ball bouncing around you liked it
1: okay
0: so there you go and that's why we're so close now because we spent that time that's why i love you so much okay yeah. Now let's get into December of 1953 and talk about horrible, awful things that happened. You ready? Yeah. Okay. We're gonna start on December 1st, 1953. Okay. Uh, this one I didn't prepare. This isn't. Uh, this isn't comfortable to talk about in front of a, a kid. But do, are you familiar with Playboy magazine? You know what that is. Yes. You know what that is. Yes. So the first, it didn't exist before this month at this time. The first issue was published in December of 1953. Featuring Marilyn Monroe. Do you know who Marilyn Monroe is? Obviously. It's like mommy's big. So she, she was the first person in, and she was nude in that. Um, and they sold 50,000 copies. Oh, and, nasty. Yeah, it's terrible. It's a terrible thing that exists, and don't you ever feel, let anybody pressure you into doing anything like that, okay? Women are going to run the world by the time you grow up, and you're going to be the president of the United States. And But there is a play Girl magazine. But it's not really for girls. It's for, I think, gay guys. Anyway, but the first issue of Playboy was d- not dated. It was just December. Uh, it was it came out in December 1953, but they didn't date it because Hugh Hefner, the guy who made it, uh, wasn't sure if there would be a second issue. So a little trivia for you. If anybody asks you.
1: Why would somebody ask a 12-year-old girl about
0: that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if 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 you're playing trivia where they ask you about the first issue of playboy magazine uh yeah but i mean you could play trivia when you're an adult you might it might come back when you're an adult you might remember oh when i was 12 i was on a podcast with my dad where he told me about playboy magazine that's inappropriate i'm a terrible father december 8th we're gonna jump all the way to december 8th um uh, <laughs> so i started with the inappropriate stuff but you already know what it is it's not like you don't know you're Middle yeah. school kids know way more than you think everybody. I remember I was cussing in middle school and I went home and pretend I wasn't cussing, but we were all
1: that's, cussing. That's not that bad.
0: We knew all the bad words. We knew we were learning about sex and stuff. But I didn't my mom didn't know that. All right, December eighth. I'm gonna jump to that, right? It's uh one thing mommy hates, uh, aim or uh, odd odd, uh, that I do is I cover birthdays. And I don't know if you know, but Mommy hates birthdays. And here is the theme song to that.
1: Amy, Amy hates birthdays. Amy hates birthdays.
0: December eighth, Sam Kin, American screaming comedian and actor Sam Kinison was born in Yakima, Washington. And since I I know you don't know who Sam Kinison is, right? I'm gonna play a little. I don't have a home.
1: I don't have a car. I didn't eat yesterday. I had to borrow these clothes. To she
0: took it <laughs> off! <laughs> I was married for two that, years! <laughs> <and> I <laughs> someone with a primal scream! <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you don't think he's funny at all? You don't think he's funny at <laughs> well, He was born in Yakima, Washington. He was the son of Marie Florence and Samuel Earl Kinison, a Pentecostal preacher. And The family family moved to East Peoria, <laughs> Illinois, when he was just three months old. At the age of three... Sam Kinnison, that guy, he, when he was three years old, he was hit by a truck, which Jeez. left him with it left him with brain damage. And his father pastored several churches around the country. I didn't know he had brain damage, but that makes sense. That's why he's always screaming, I guess. Uh, but his father was a pastor, of several churches, didn't make much money. And Kinnison and his two older brothers, Richard and Bill, uh, and the younger and the younger brother Kevin, all lived together. And his parents divorced when Kinnison was eleven. After which his brother went to live with his father, while Kimison stayed with the rest of the family. He didn't want to stay with the rest of the family, uh, and Bill, his brother, said that's why Sam was so angry. But he he later attended East Peoria Community High School in East Peoria. Uh, the team colors are maroon and yellow. Home of the Raiders. Notable alumni that went to that s- other that school other famous people is Gary Richrath, musician and guitar player for Ario Speedwagon. Are you familiar sure with Ario Speedwagon?
1: No. And I don't know who that
0: man is. Do you want to listen to some audio Speedwagon? No. Okay. <laughs> I'll play it for you later in the car. Um, but Kinnison and his brothers would emulate their father. Uh, they all became Pentecostal preachers. So he was a preacher first. But he later got a divorce. Uh, and then he abandoned preaching and took up comedy. So there you go. Now you know about Sam Kinnison, the guy who yells and screams. He's unfortunately dead.
1: I didn't know who that was in the first place. <laughs>
0: Well, if you ever watched the movie Back to School, now you'll know him already and you'll be like, "Oh, he was a Pentecostal preacher."
1: What's well, And back you get
0: It's a movie where Rodney Dangerfield is an old man that goes back to college and he jumps in swimming pools. He's a he's an Olympic diver. He's yeah. a triple indie. And so, and you could be Sam Kinison for Halloween next year. You could dress up like that guy. Why? Because all the kids will think you're cool.
1: He, he just he wire a like,
0: microphone and a brain, and just walk around going, ah,
1: ah, <laughs> and everybody will love you. <laughs> He's screaming little kids' faces. Now, your,
0: the other kids won't know what you are, but some older teachers might.
1: <laughs> oh, that's funny. Anyways. I
0: think your math teacher will be like, oh my God, are you Sam Kennison? That's awesome. You have the best parents ever. By the way, this beer I'm drinking is freaking delicious.
1: What does it taste like?
0: It's but a cheese. hazy IPA by uh, Almanac. I can't see. Can you see what's on the top of that beer can from here? Something Hazy IPA? I can't see what it says. That's okay. It doesn't matter.
1: Loud. Loud.
0: Loud Hazy. Yeah, that's right. That should be my beer. Anyway, so that's Sam Kinison was born and December 8th. That was December 8th. December 9th, 1953, GE, General Electric, is a company that makes products they announced that all communist employees will be fired.
1: Our sink is from them.
0: Yeah, they fired all their communist employees in 1953. Why? And everybody had to pledge allegiance to America or they would be fired.
1: I don't. Like in class when they're like, stand up for the pledge. I don't do it.
0: You don't do it? No. Are you the only one who doesn't do it?
1: I'm not going to do it until there's liberty and justice for all. Whoa. Exactly. So and then, like the rednecks in my class are like, stand up for the flag. I'm like, no. Do
0: they I'm get like, mad at you. Does anybody yeah, shove like, you?
1: They're like, you don't like America. I'm like, no.
0: <laughs> the the teachers don't make you stand up.
1: Mm-mm.
0: Are you the only one who sits? Uh, yeah. Really.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You are a rebel. Uh, I'm you? I'm not surprised, however, because you are a child of your mom and i so you, you know, oh don't like i can't believe we haven't got a call from the school
1: how is that why would you get a call from the school for just cuz
0: when i was in school they would have we would i would have got beat up and cuz i was also from a kind of a rural area where everybody loves the flag and you better i've been to tons of football games where people get in fights when somebody doesn't take their hat off for the national anthem so Jeez. Uh, but i understand why you're doing it um, but yeah. So this in the fifties, the whole communist thing. Do you know about the communism scare and all that? I don't, um, I don't know if that I can explain not- it to you. I can't explain it to you on this podcast, but I'll, I'll I'll try to do it quickly. Um, there were a lot of communist countries at that would, and the th- there was a threat of communism spreading. Everyone What's, thought. Okay, but communism is like where. Everybody makes the same amount of money no matter what everybody does. Like, uh, there's no, it's just a universal income. And why would people... You can't make more money or less money. Everybody's just the same.
1: Why were people scared of that?
0: And you have to, because you can't be successful. Like, nobody can make a lot of money. Everybody's just even. And so you have to wait in line for bread. You have to wait in line for milk. You have to wait in line. You have to just give, the government gives you everything. And it's just... Uh, I don't know. Yeah. It's just like scary. Like, and people love America because you can work, you can work hard and make a lot of money. So they say, like, not if you have a fair, but, you know. But that's not taking into consideration that everybody's getting a fair shot. But in theory, it's supposed to be you. If you want to coast and just do the bare minimum and just get by, you can do that. But if you're great at stuff and you work really hard, you can make a lot of money and be successful and a big mm-hmm. house and have a bunch of cars and stuff. So,
1: Kylie Jenner.
0: Kylie Jenner. Stormy yeah. baby. I don't. She's, yeah. But I don't, yeah. So anyway, that's basically <laughs> the gist of it is like other countries <laughs> were, Americans were afraid other countries were going to conquer other, and then force communism on them and everything. So there was like a whole, I don't know. But I think a lot of the people that wanted to be communists then were people like us that are like, it's not fair. It's not fair. Like the rich people have everything, poor people don't, and they work in hard, you know it's not fair but then some people look at people that say that as awful lazy people that just want handouts so yeah but it's still going on that's going on forever so there's kind of there should be a balance there should be like that's why I like Bernie Sanders and his some socialism some not anyway but that's i don't
1: know Bernie Sanders for life
0: well i don't maybe Bernie Sanders would be in charge and then it would all be awful like maybe there's something i don't know about but uh who knows I don't Nikki know what. Minash I'm not a communist, though.
1: Nikki Minaj should be in charge.
0: USA. USA. I'm a fan of Hacksaw Jim Duggan, so I will chant USA. And I'm going to now show up to your class when you're sitting down for the Pledge of Allegiance, I'm going to scream USA in your face with a flag. Is that cool? <laughs>
1: Shirtless with a flag. Shirtless. Yeah, I'll here. paint
0: my a, ch- a flag on my chest.
1: USA.
0: So that's, that's the gist of America. Uh, December 9th. We have another birthday! Cue the music! Hit it! Dale? Amy, Amy hates birthday. Amy hates birthday American actor John Malkovich was born on December 9, 1953. He's famous from the Killing Fields, Dangerous Liaisons. Uh, he was born in Christopher, Illinois. Do you know who he is? And I'll show you since you don't know who he is.
1: I see why she hates burgers. (laughs) Here's
0: John Malkovich.
1: Because like, nobody cares about these people. You mean I get all these great funk classics on just one compact disc? I put my jammies on all by myself, mommy. Your glasses will be ready in about an hour, Ted Danson. (laughs) Does this look infected to
0: you? I love you, Ted Danson.
1: Nougat! (laughs)
0: That's so so ridiculous. So he's like this famous actor. It's very eccentric and odd, uh, but he says a lot of bad words. Anyway, uh, he was born on this date. He was born in Christopher, Illinois. He grew up in Benton, in Illinois, and his father, Daniel Leon Malkovich, was a state conservation director who published the conservation magazine Outdoor Illinois, and his mother, Joanne, owned the Benton Evening News Daily Newspaper and Outdoor Illinois.
1: This was supposed Isn't to Isn't that great? This was supposed to be fine. I don't want to learn about these actors and comedians. You don't? No. Well, <laughs>
0: let me just tell you one other thing. That he attended Benton Consolidated High School. Colors maroon and white. Home of the Rangers. Notable alumni include basketball player Rich Yunkus. Now you know that. Now that's something you know about John Malkovich. I zoned out. You're going to see him lots of movies. And you're going to be like, oh, that's the dude that went to school with famous basketball player Rich Yunkus. And all your friends will think you're cool.
1: Because
0: you know, know everything about John Malkovich.
1: I don't know who that is. Well, you
0: you will and you know this now. Just remember that story. And all of your friends in high school will think you're so cool. And then on December 13th, one more birthday, American economist and chairman of the Federal Reserve, Ben Bernanke, was born December 13th, 1951. This is the best podcast ever, isn't it? No. A Ben Bernanke oh, wow. podcast. You know who Ben Bernanke He's So his brother, Seth, is a lawyer in Charlotte, North Carolina, where, where we live. We drove past there. We went to see Rent. Audrey and I just went to see Rent this weekend.
1: It was really boring.
0: Well, neither one of us understood what any of the words. It
1: wasn't like super boring. Like the music was good. It was just confusing. Yeah,
0: we didn't. We couldn't understand what they were saying, so we didn't know what was happening. And I I stupidly chose not to look up what the story was before we saw it. Uh, but I guess you need to do that because it was the words real fast. I really was confused. we were both confused. We didn't get anything. Everybody's laughing and like getting jokes. We didn't get. Uh, So we failed I'm sorry you had to spend that time with me I know you had a a friendship Get together that you skipped for it
1: It was a Girl Scout reunion
0: Oh I'm sorry
1: There's going to be another one next
0: month There is? Well then heck you can go to that But I was just going to tell you that you When I die You'll think back on that day And you'll be like even though I didn't enjoy the play I'm glad I spent it with my dad That's what you'll say I was glad to be with you, my little baby daughter, even though I had to tell you three times to put your phone away, and we both fell I asleep. I was
1: checking the time. <laughs> you were texting
0: in the second act. You were texting.
1: I was checking mommy. And that's bad, but
0: that's, it doesn't matter. That's bad etiquette. You can't do that.
1: We both fell asleep. <laughs> and
0: Audrey had an aisle seat, and when somebody came down the aisle, she didn't get up. And I was you got to get up and let them down. So, But you're learning. That's all new stuff for you. You're not a seasoned theater goer yet. But we're getting close to your big murder thing that you're going to cover. But before we get to it, this was not a good year, 1953, Christmas time. It was not a jolly time for a lot of people. So, December 24th, 1953, this is a tragedy, Audrey. So, you got to take the good with the bad. You got to learn. We got to talk about bad things that happen, okay? Two fast express trains crashed head on, killing 103 people in Czechoslovakia. Yeah, the Sakvis train disaster uh, was occurred when a local train was standing at the Sakvis station near Brno when the Prague Bratislava Express ran into it, resulting in 103 deaths and a further 83 injured.
1: Was it, like, hijacked, or was it just...
0: No, the Ministry of the Interior said there was gross negligence by a number of railway men who had since been arrested. Other reports said the express train crew had consumed a number of bottles of wine because it's Christmas Eve, so they're, like, partying Mm -hmm. and drinking, I guess, and celebrating. So they were basically drunk operating a train. Other sources have over 100 or 186 deaths. So that was terrible. That same day, that same Christmas Eve over in New Zealand, a Wellington-Auckland express train was swept away in a flood that killed 166 people.
1: What are, why is going on with all these trains? On Christmas
0: Eve, I know. Never take a train on Christmas Eve, brah, in 1953. Yeah. If you ever find yourself in a time machine, you go back to 1953 Christmas Eve and you're in New Don't Zealand or Czechoslovakia, do not take a train.
1: Don't
0: take a train. So this was the worst railway disaster in New Zealand's history. Uh, and the train plunged into the flooded Wangahu River.
1: Jeez.
0: Just west of... Tengjiwai in the central North Island. Why did you say it like that? Tanjiwai, I think that's how you pronounce it. Of the 285 people on board, 151 were killed. So the cause of that tragedy was a volcanic lahar. Have you ever heard of that? L-A-H-A-R. That's an Indonesian term that describes a hot or cold mixture of water and rock fragments that flows down the slopes of a volcano.
1: Never heard of it. Yeah,
0: so now you know what a lahar is. I'm teaching you stuff here. I'm a great father. And typically, it enters a river valley. And small seasonal events are sometimes referred to as debris flows, especially in the Cascades. So that's what this was, a debris flow. All this shit came running down, knocking that train down uh, from the, from Mount Ruapahoo Crater Lake, which sent a huge wave of water, silt, boulders, and debris surging down the Wahangu River minutes before the express train approached the bridge at Tanjawai. The The engine driver applied the emergency brakes but it was too late to prevent the locomotive its tender and the five second class carriages plunging off the weakened bridge into the raging torrent the leading first class carriage toppled into the water moments afterwards the nation was stunned New Zealand's relatively small population meant that many people had a direct relationship with someone involved the timing of the accident added to the sense of tragedy Christmas Eve of course most of those on the train were heading home for Christmas with presents for friends and family
1: Wow, that's so
0: sad. So, from now on, when you have a good Christmas, just think of how lucky you are that you didn't plunge off an express train into a river covered with debris from a volcano, okay?
1: Yeah.
0: And I want you to pass on to your children and your children's children that same story, just so they remember. Every Christmas Eve, tell them this. Tell them this. Warn them of this. Okay. Okay? Okay.
1: My dad once told me on a podcast.
0: (laughs) They can listen to it.
1: To never, ever go out. Well, by the
0: time your kids and your kids' kids are around, podcasts will be like in brain. It'll be like stored in your brain memory. It'll be just like, I'm listening to a podcast. And you listen to them one second, probably.
1: Oh, wait, purr. So then I could be like, yeah.
0: Did you say purr? Yeah. What does that mean?
1: It's like, period.
0: But it's short for per-period?
1: Per? No. It's just like per. Per? Yeah. It's not short for period. It's just like something like period. So if somebody's like... Like, like cool? No, like if somebody like, ex- like says like, oh yeah, like I won five medals today. You could be like period or you could be like per.
0: But period? Is it period like the m- m- lady thing? Or is it that punctuation thing? I've already
1: explained this. I know, this but I can't remember... It's neither. It's
0: a punctuation period. Well,
1: it's neither. So it could be the punctu punctuation period, but nobody ever uses it like that. So it could be like, end a conversation period, like that, or it could be like, like when you're hyping somebody else period, like that. Pur oh pur. Pur.
0: Pur like that. Pur. Mm-hmm. Will I be cool if I say that? No. Pur. Am I too old to say that?
1: You're a little bit too old. Okay.
0: <sighs> December twenty fifth. Christmas Day, 1953, black leather jacket and motorcycle sales reached new heights after the release of 1953's movie, The Wild One, starring Marlon Brando. I was going to make you watch that and do a report on it. He's like a biker guy. and All the women loved Marlon Brando in the 50s. Okay. So if you were a little kid during the 50s, like, yeah, yeah, your grandma Wait, probably was in love. It? Yeah, love. Like, thought he was so hot. Look at young... Make sure you Google young Marlon Brando because he later got fat and nobody liked him. No offense, have your friends.
1: How do you spell his name?
0: Marlon Brando, M-A-R-L-O-N, B-R-A-N-D-O.
1: Wait, how do you spell his first name? Marlon, M-A-R-L-O-N.
0: M-A-R-L-O-N.
1: Oh, Brando. Okay,
0: My 12-year-old it. daughter is about to Google Marlon Brando and we'll find out if she's attracted to Marlon okay. Brando.
1: Yeah, he's all right. He's pretty cute.
0: Now Google old Marlon Brando and see if you're attracted to him.
1: I can watch me still be attracted to him.
0: <laughs> if there is, there's something wrong with you and we need to put you away.
1: Put me away?
0: Yeah, we're going to put you in a, in a underground bunker.
1: <laughs> is this is it? Yeah.
0: Yeah, are you attracted to that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My daughter loves old Marlon Brando. Hey, yeah, he of, was the hottest dude when he was off. younger. He was in Streetcar Named Desire, and he'd yell,
1: Stella, Stella. It gives off, it gives off a, like a good old Santa Claus vibe.
0: Well, a lot of guys my age can do a really good Marlon Brando impression.
1: You know who Brando Chalamet,
0: Brando Chalamet is? Timothy Chalamet. Um, <clears throat> I should. No.
1: He is so fine. He's I'll really, show you a picture of him. Yeah. He looks really ugly on Google. So just I don't like, know who
0: that like, is. I Timothy
1: Chalamet.
0: Is he the guy from... I don't know who that is.
1: You'll see you recognize him once you see him.
0: Timothy Chalamet.
1: I don't really This is him and Little Women.
0: That looks like every child that goes to your school. It looks no, like every boy in your school. No. It doesn't. I've never seen that. It looks like a child. It looks like a 7-year-old boy. What? It looks like a 9-year-old boy. Every 9-year-old <laughs> white kid I've ever seen in the neighborhood. <laughs> That looks like exactly like every child that looks like a that looks like a six year old that's gonna cry and whine about not getting his way.
1: There's also mom, give me a guitar.
0: No offense, Timothy Chalamet. I don't know who you are, and I don't think you are an adult. He's not an adult, right? He's a sh- kid. I
1: can. Sh- He's an adult. <clears throat> that's not an adult picture. That must be when he was an a adult. child, though. Look,
0: that picture you just showed me—he was seven.
1: How old is? Him, well,
0: now I'm he's sure.
1: twenty five years well, I'm old. I'm sure now he's twenty five, but you showed me a picture of when he was seven. Look. Timothy
0: that's him now. No, that's a ch- that's a young baby <laughs> child. That is a child that I will breastfeed with my nipples. All right, <laughs> December 26th we six. We're gonna we are now to you and your murder. Are you ready to cover this murder? No. You got to do it. You have to tell us a murder. What happened? I'm going to turn it over to okay. you. Dewey. Let's go, Dewey. Come on, Dewey. Mood
1: ruined. <laughs> Let's go,
0: Odge. her, anyway, ah, Come on, Gas yes, Queen. Okay, please stop. Okay, Bad Biddy. That's okay. what you always say.
1: No, I don't. It was like last year. Anyway, so this is the story of a serial killer named Joseph Fisher. Okay. In 1953. Told by a 12 year old. Yes. So Joseph Fisher was born in. Uh, in nineteen twenty three and grew up in Newark and Belleville. Newark? Newark.
0: Newark, New Jersey?
1: New Jersey, yeah.
0: Alright, good. Wow, you're a genius.
1: Joe Joe later described his childhood as one of a continuous conflict and violence.
0: Oh no. That's not so good. It's this, always see, it's always
1: it's always a bad childhood.
0: Yeah, it's always bad childhood that makes people murderers. So Treat kids right. and don't have kids if you're not going to treat them right, right?
1: Yeah, this part I'm oh. going to k- kind of gloss over. Yeah. It's kind of inappropriate. It's inappropriate for um, 12-year-olds. So just gloss over. His mother was a prostitute. Oh, gosh. Yeah, and brought her customers into the house. Oh, my gosh. While, while his father was working on construction sites. Oh, no. And,
0: That's awful, and I'm a terrible father for letting you cover this murder.
1: And this made Fisher hate his mom even more. Oh, did he hate um, all
0: women? Did he hate women? Want to murder women? No. Oh, he, he just murdered, hated all people. Yeah,
1: he murdered a variety. Oh, okay. Um, I would have killed her ten times over, Fisher said, but uh-huh. I really believe that it would have broken my father's heart. So, he liked his father. He just hated his mother.
0: Wow. He liked his father?
1: Yeah. Okay. His father didn't do anything to him.
0: He didn't? Well, usually it's like the dad's, like... Beat him and hurt him and no, stuff. No,
1: it's, it's the mother this time. Oh. Okay, when Joe was in school, he was a really bad, bad kid. Okay. Um, he was originally enrolled into a Catholic school. Okay. But he was um sent to to reform school for robbing Saint Peter's Church.
0: Oh no, that's not good. Oh, you know um, you know it's not good to um rob rob churches, right? Yeah. See, I'm using this as a teachable moment. I've made a mistake letting you um, cover a murder, but I'm trying to make it a teachable moment by telling you not to rob churches. Am Are I doing you? a good job? My good father again?
1: No. No, I'm a terrible father. Released in 1938 yeah. at 15 years old, he lied about his age to join the Merchant Marine.
0: Well, that's kind of noble, right? I mean, like, not to lie about your age but i mean cuz he wants to support okay you
1: know, don't say that cuz you know what's going to happen usa if you know what's going to happen next just don't say that no
0: nothing else is going to happen he's perfectly adjusted he's not going to do anything That's wrong
1: soon after um but soon after he jumped ship returning to new, Ju- new jersey okay uh, blah, blah, blah.
0: oh so desertion, he quit desertion
1: yeah desertion desertion Charges.
0: Oh, yeah, you can't desert in the military.
1: Um, Were dismissed when the authorities found out that he was underage and Fisher had a clean record, more oh. or less, when he joined the Marine Corps following the Japanese... Corp. that's Marine Corps.
0: Oh. That's a weird word.
1: Following the Japanese raid on Pearl Harbor in December
0: 1941. Oh,
1: okay. By that time, Fisher was well on his way to full-blown alco- alcoholism, serving 30 days in oh, the no. brig... For drunkenness.
0: So the brig is like a military prison.
1: Before he finished boot camp. camp, he later saw combat on. I don't know how to say those words. Those two.
0: Those. Guadal Guadalcanal, and I don't see the other and one. And I don't know either. So just say anymore. it. Just sound it out.
1: And. Two
0: places. He served in two different countries.
1: Kwadalala, Lal, and, and Lol <laughs> Jima before he was posted to mainland China guarding military trains.
0: Okay, so those were countries that you are saying that you just got wrong. No. His okay.
1: wartime record remains controversial. Oh. Controversial. Why? Um, Fisher variously claiming a bronze star, a cyber star, and two purple hearts for various battles though he could never produce the medals or certificates to verify his alleged hero- heroism
0: certificates maybe no certificates
1: certifications
0: i don't think that's <laughs> what's a, on here so i think you're probably saying it wrong but so he he claims he had those awards but he couldn't approve it is what you're saying i don't
1: know i guess okay Regardless of the details, it is clear that he <laughs> saw action and loved every minute of it, remarking Ew. Remarking years later that killing felt too good to stop at oh. war's end. Yeah. Yee.
0: So the military taught him that he loved killing. That's mm-hmm. weird. Never heard of that
1: happening. He apparently murdered a number of Chinese civilians under the guise of protecting oh, no. um, military freight. And while he was never court, court-martialed?
0: Court-martialed, yeah, that means... Um, like basically getting in trouble for something you do. Like-
1: he was diagnosed as a dangerous paranoid schiz- schiz- schizophrenic yeah. prior to his discharge from service in
0: 1943. Okay, so schizophrenia is a, a disease where typically you hear a voice in your head or hear voice. It is. Oh, you do? Okay, I don't know why I'm explaining it to you as if you didn't. But wow, um, yeah. So okay, so he's he's having troubles. He's
1: like insane. Yeah. So a series of arrests and committals to mental institutions followed his return to civilian life, climaxed in 1948 by Fisher's conviction for robbery and assault. Paroled in December 1953, he was free for a matter of days before he attacked a 16 year old boy in New Jersey, beating him to death with a rock on the day after Christmas. Gosh, yeah,
0: the day after Christmas in 1953. He murdered that poor kid the same day that former Estonian president Tomas Ilvis was born. That same was day? Was that
1: really necessary? Yeah. <laughs> that cra- that crime sent him away for the next quarter century. Oh my gosh, like that's five a long years. Time. Oh no, 50 years. No, no. Century is 100. Oh, sorry. Like, Let's do the math. Whatever.
0: Century is 100. I don't care. So half of that is 50, a quarter of it would be 25 years. Quarter, a quarter is twenty five cents, right? Twenty five. That's <laughs> how I remember. Stop. I always think about a quarter when I hear quarter of a. I'm teaching you math. I'm the I'm dad of the year, bro. Th- that's what calculators are for. Yes, I'm making you cover a horrible, awful murder and tragic events on a podcast, but I'm teaching you math.
1: He was I'm
0: teaching the life lessons.
1: Okay, ready? Yeah,
0: coulda been a contender. That's my that's my uh, Marlon Brando. Coulda been a contender. Nobody.
1: nobody. Okay. okay. He was paroled in June. Wait, what
0: does nobody mean?
1: Nobody cares.
0: <laughs> Wait, is that really a thing people say? You People say nobody, just short for nobody cares? You don't even say the whole thing?
1: No, I don't know everybody, but that's what I say. <laughs>
0: <coughs> okay, sorry. I'm going to drink my beer. Okay. Back to your story.
1: Are you done? Okay.
0: I was clearly <laughs> guzzling this delicious uh, hazy IPA from Almanac Brewing.
1: I'm going to cry. Okay get comfy again he was paroled in june 1978 to marry a pen pal 78 year 78 year old claudine
0: eggers 78 year old woman he married a seventy-eight year old woman he was older oh he was old because he'd been in jail for 25 years never marry a pen pal audrey just let you know there's a lot of women that start writing letters to prisoners for some reason and then they fall in love with these prisoners, and they write letters back and forth, and they get out, and then they get murdered. Don't start writing letters to prisoners, please. Can got... you just do me that one favor? Okay, yes. All right, no prisoners.
1: Yeah. The attraction was apparently financial, as she should. Claudine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, he was probably like her for her money, right? Oh. Well, I don't know. I don't Sad know what you're about her. to say. Yeah.
1: Claudine picking up the tab for an aimless 13-month <coughs> jaunt yeah, cross- she's paying for him. Oh, sorry. He can die in a hole.
0: That's why these poor women, these poor women with money, fall in love with these prisoners, and then they just use them, and then probably murder them. All right, yeah. Go ahead. So don't do that.
1: Across country that turned into a nonstop murder spree. Wait, what? No. Okay. Let me let me rest- Yeah, back restart. that up. Yeah. Um, Claudine picking up the tab for an aimless thirteen-month jaunt across country that turned into a nonstop murder spree. Yeah.
0: So she picked up the. Jaunt is that they just went across the country for thirteen months with her paying for everything they just went on this trip you know all across the country, but apparently what you're about to say is he murdered he started murdering people while they're out. Kyle Hanting. Yeah.
1: one of the last to die was Claudine. Claudine herself you were right oh found, yeah.
0: see he murdered her I knew it that was gonna happen sorry
1: found stabbed <laughs> sorry found stabbed to death in In the home she sometimes shared with Joe in Wasek, New York. I don't know where that Um, is. I might be saying that wrong. See,
0: don't start writing letters to prisoners. Fisher
1: Fisher surrendered to New York police on July 2nd, 1979. Oh, July 2nd,
0: 1979. he He surrendered the same day that the Susan B. Anthony Dollar was issued. It was the first U.S. coin to honor a woman women's power and i just taught you that i'm teaching you how to be a strong independent woman and have a coin named after you please audrey stop dating prisoners
1: and freely confess to the slaying landing in the duchess county jail on a charge of second degree murder That might have been the end for Fisher, but he felt like taking more, specifically confessing to another 18 homicides.
0: 18? He killed 18 more people?
1: He had set out to kill 25 victims, Joe told detectives, but was still six short of the mark when he grew wary and surrendered. Oh, no. By July 28th, authorities in Arizona and Oklahoma had issued warrants for his arrest in the spring 1979 murders of man of a man in Flagstaff and a female victim Betty Betty Jo Gibson in Moore, Oklahoma. Oh man,
0: they issued that uh that arrest warrant the same day that Icelandic singer Bergita Halkdal was born in Husavik, Iceland. Whatever. Also the same day that Korean singer Lee min was born in Namwon, South Korea. That same day. Wow. Crazy.
1: Vi- other victims claimed by Fisher in his c- confessions included a, c- a, couple like quotations, yeah. a couple of deaths in the Bowery with others in Los Angeles, San Francisco, New Mexico, Copperstown, New York, Hartford, Connecticut, and Portland, Maine. Ooh. Authorities in different yes. jurisdictions also often seem to work at cross purposes in tracking Fisher's claims. The, Vic, the New Jersey Department of Corrections refused to release his prison psychiatric files, although it was admitted that parole had been granted in 1978 on qu- on twin conditions that Fisher joined Alcoholics Anonymous and remained subject to close supervision. So
0: they let this guy out who murdered who 18 people. They're letting him out just to, if, as long as he joins AA.
1: Exactly. That's
0: awful. People are crazy back then. I can't believe it. It's nuts.
1: White men's privilege. Yeah, you got that right. Wait, I don't know if he's white. He probably was. True.
0: Pretty much white
1: guys are always the
0: awful murderers.
1: Anyway, a, f- a photo found in his possession, meanwhile, was identified as a likeness of a 26 year old Pamela Nolan. Ah, oh, ew. Missing from rodeos. Rudios, New Mexico since October 30th, 1978.
0: Wait, she was missing since the same night that a historic episode of WKRP in Cincinnati was on TV. Uh, On that episode, feeling left out by all the recent changes, Mr. Carlson decides to launch his own Thanksgiving promotion with the aid of Herb and Les. The big guy turns a routine turkey giveaway into a comic catastrophe. See, they dropped turkeys from an airplane, thinking they could fly. And they and they all died because turkeys can't fly, and it's the famous line. It's like the most famous Thanksgiving episode of anything. WKRP. That's the same day that was on for the first time.
1: Fisher, sorry, Fish,
0: <coughs> you don't care.
1: Fisher admitted stabbing a woman to death in New Mexico. He simply didn't catch her name. <sighs> Flagstaff police cited evidence confirming Fisher's presence in the motel room where a male victim died on March 31st 1979 but they now called the death death accidental fisher huh. fisher for his part ins- insisted that he beat the man to death
0: Ugh, so he was saying he murdered him and they were still calling it accidental well, that's nuts
1: disgusting this is gross privilege. and awful privilege by mid February 1980 Joe was claiming a total of 32 victims and police oh my gosh. And police in Norwalk, Con- Connecticut, declared that they had sufficient evidence to charge him in additional stabbing deaths of two 17-year-old girls, Elaine Hateman and Veronica Tassiello. Those poor girls. Exactly. In fact, Joe went to trial in April 1980 only for the murder of his wife.
0: <clears throat> he only went to trial for the murder of his wife. and He killed 30 some people. Exactly. What the hell? It's no. crazy. The 50s No, are nuts.
1: he he killed he killed more than just 30 32.
0: Well, 30 That's because
1: by mid-February 1980 he killed 32. Oh my gosh. So there's like he killed like a that like a ton of people.
0: Yeah, it was terrible.
1: In fact, Joe went to trial in April, April 1980 only for the murders of his wife. Yeah. By that time, press reports of his confession city dozens of victims, one article cl- claiming up to 40, but Fisher had changed his tune for the moment, denying Claudine's murder when he took the witness stand on April 11th.
0: April 11th? Wait, he took the witness stand the same night that, on Facts of Life, Blair and Tootie put themselves in harm's way when they attempt to rescue their animals from the stables during a severe thunderstorm?
1: Jurors that dismissed same day? Jurors dismissed his testimony as a self-serving lie, convicting him of second-degree murder on April 23rd.
0: Well, they convicted him the same day that a Soviet submarine caught fire off of Japan and nine people died that same day? (laughs) Now now you're starting to see why uh, Mommy won't do the podcast with me anymore. Please. (laughs) How? That's the format of the podcast, as I tell you other things that happened during these awful murders to make these awful murders a little more palatable.
1: Second degree murder on April 23rd. Three weeks later on May 16th, no. The same day.
0: Wait, May 16th, 1980? The same day that Brian May of rock group Queen collapsed on stage with hepatitis? He almost lost an arm due to hepatitis. Don't do drugs, Audrey. That's what you get.
1: Three weeks later on May 16th, Fisher received a prison sentence of 25 years to life.
0: Whoa.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Warrants remained outstanding in Connecticut and Oklahoma, but neither jurisdiction was disposed to extradite Fisher for trial.
0: So he already got 25 for life, so they probably didn't care.
1: Okay, hold on. I'm just going to skip some of those. Yeah,
0: that's pretty much the story.
1: Confined confined at Sing Sing. um, That's
0: a very famous prison.
1: He soon reverted to his early boastful mode granting interviewers such tabloid TV programs as Gerald, Geraldo and... Geraldo. The, Geraldo. And Geraldo.
0: Like, he's a guy with a mustache got hit in please. the face with a chair. And the, and the current
1: affair in 1989, current affair. claiming a body count of over 100 victims.
0: Oh, he claimed over 100? So, <clears throat> you don't know who Geraldo is, but he's a horrible asshole. And I'll show you videos of him. <laughs> Oops, I said asshole in front of a 12-year-old. You've never heard that word, have you? Is that the end of your story?
1: No, hold on. I have like two more paragraphs. Uh, But I'm pretty sure these are like irrelevant. By February 1991, when Fisher was profiled on America's Most Wanted, the number had jumped to about 150.
0: 150 in February 1991, the same time that Tanya Harding won the U.S. Figure Skating Championship?
1: Oh, I want to.
0: You know who Tanya Harding is? Already, yeah, she's think, the one who hired the guy to hit. did it.
1: Yeah, no, hit. Tanya Harding didn't hire him.
0: She didn't. She hired uh, the guy to hit with no, a crowbar, right? No,
1: it was actually her boy for her ex-boyfriend or her ex-husband. I think it was ex-boyfriend. Yeah, like he did it. It had nothing to do he, with Tanya. He hit
0: Nancy Kerrigan with a yeah, crowbar on his own. To, yeah. Without Tanya being aware of it.
1: Yeah, and Tanya had no idea. And what, he he wanted what, to do that for Tanya. Where are
0: you getting this info? What did you where are you hearing this? TikTok. From TikTok? Yeah. There was a there was a show, a movie about it. Okay. We should watch it. I can't I'm shocked number 1 that you're aware of Tanya Harding and Nancy Kerrigan. Number I or saw three. the
1: video. I saw the video of her like crying on the ground, and she's like, "It hurts no, so No,
0: That was like a famous yeah. thing everybody saw, um, and it's everybody scary. knew Tiny Harding was the villain. So you're saying she's not the villain? No. Oh my god. She gosh. had nothing
1: to do with it. Breaking
0: here, my 12 year old daughter says Tanya Harding didn't do it. I mm, think she did. It was
1: her boyfriend because her boyfriend was like, "I'm gonna like."
0: Well, she told him to do. She hired him, I think.
1: No, uh, he did it on his own because he was like, "I'm gonna win her back."
0: Oh, well, I can see that. Yeah. Okay. Well, the jury's out on that one. We'll cover it later. <sighs> uh, I can't believe you know Tiny Tanya Hardy
1: Including allegations of a private graveyard undiscovered by police with 16 corpses buried in one place, but no one had the interest or the energy to check his stories out. By the time he died in prison seven months later at age 68, yeah. Joe Fisher was largely forgotten his... P- passing barely noted in home, in the hometown newspaper. Wow. Officially he was res- Officially he was responsible. They spelled that wrong. For <coughs> <laughs> for two homicides, sp- suspected of at least three more, his true body count like that of Dan- Donald Gaskins, Henry Lucas and other boastful killers will probably never be No.
0: So they only know of like five or six that he's really done, but he claims 150.
1: He's probably done like 150. I
0: you believe that he did it, don't you? Like I can't believe they just kept. They just he kept saying, "I killed all these people," and they just nobody
1: cares. It's like nuts. Yeah, I killed 150 people. Six. Okay. No,
0: you didn't do it. They died natural causes. Exactly. What?
1: Why? What? what? Like there's, there's
0: literally like gunshots. He's saying he did it. He's admitting it.
1: Exactly. I
0: don't get it. This is Neither. weird. And then there's so many others that they like set up somebody and they have to fake a confession. You know, I don't know. I don't understand murderers. I don't understand murder. I don't understand crime. I don't understand why anybody likes true crime. I know this is a true crime podcast, sort of. It's also a history and a pop culture podcast. It's also a birthday podcast. All right, I got two more things to tell you about. Please and, don't be
1: murdered. Please don't be birthdays.
0: There are no more birthdays. Oh, <laughs> so you hate birthdays too?
1: Yes. Okay. I will De- probably say that
0: December twenty seventh, nineteen fifty three. Your mom's gonna be so proud of you. Uh, <laughs> the National Football League Championship. At Briggs Stadium in Detroit occurred. Do you want to guess what two NFL teams were probably, in the National Football Championship? Probably like somebody 1953?
1: popular. It's so like the Packers and the Bears. Or no. the Cubs or whatever. No,
0: this is why I asked you because this would be a surprise. Because in 1953, it was the Detroit Lions and the Cleveland Browns.
1: The Lions are kind of popular. The Browns, I
0: don't know. No, no. The Lions are shitty as hell. They were zero and sixty. They're zero and eight. They're zero eight and one right now. They haven't won a single game. They've lost eight. They're one of the only teams to go zero and sixteen. The Browns are terrible. They also, I think, went zero and sixteen. They're like the only two teams. And where I grew up, I grew up in between Cleveland and Detroit. Those were the only two teams you had an option to root for. So that's why I'm a Minnesota Vikings fan. Because Cleveland and Detroit suck. They're shitty. They've always been shitty. But not in 1953. They were awesome because they were in the National Football League Championship. Anyway, the Detroit Lions beat the Cleveland Browns 17-16 to retain the title. And then on December 30th, you'll like this, the first ever color television went on sale. Televisions used to be black and white. You probably don't even know that, do you? Ew. You You didn't have color. You didn't know what color it was.
1: didn't have sound either.
0: No, we had sound on no, like TV. That like a long time ago. That's movies were silent Oh. in the 20s. So, like, your great-grandma Gigi, when she first went to movies as a kid, they were silent. They had to read subtitles. <laughs> she was old. Oh, Gigi, rest in peace.
1: Rest in peace?
0: You miss Gigi? Yeah. I'm glad you got to know her. She was fun. She, she was a fun gal. She died. Uh, and she no, was my grandma no I loved her Um, And then here are some toys That were new that year I usually cover that over Christmas Scrabble The first year was 1953 Scrabble the game Mrs. Potato Head It was They introduced Ooh. a woman to Mr.
1: Mrs. Potato Head Should have been first
0: She should have been And maybe in the future The women will be first Wiffle Ball You know what Wiffle Ball is? That was invented in 1953 I don't know what that is Wiffle Ball is like baseball And a bat But they're made of like plastic so they don't really hurt. Oh. They'd be hit by them because they knew kids would end up just beating the hell out of each other with a bat. <laughs> so it's it doesn't hurt as much. It doesn't get hurt. You do If you get hit by the ball, it doesn't hurt at all because it's a little mm-hmm. plastic ball. Uh, and then matchbox cars, I guess, in the UK were invented. So that is 1953. We ended the year. Normally we end these years with some Scottish fellas. They usually do December, uh, our Scottish friends. But they have been really busy, and I think their podcast... Kind of is on hiatus. Um, Daniel and Nathan- Nathaniel and John, very nice fellas in Scotland. So I can't wait to retouch with those guys. Um, but you filled in very nicely, my daughter. You're very good at reading straight off of Murderpedia like Thank your mom you. does.
1: Yeah, credits to Murderpedia because yes. I was not prepared.
0: Yeah, to give Murderpedia credit because that's basically just reading word for word what's on Murderpedia. <laughs> so yeah. we don't know if it's true. It's just basically... What we did here is we read a Murderpedia entry so you didn't have to. So Mm -hmm. we all know it's dangerous to read Murderpedia while you're driving in your car. So those of you who listen to this in the car, you're welcome. My daughter, my 12-year-old daughter, read a Murderpedia entry (laughs) to you in your car or while you're jogging or... I'm trying to think what other people listen to podcasts while they're doing. Mowing the lawn, maybe. It's hard to hear. Cooking, That's
1: you were cooking,
0: yeah, you were cooking, and you listened to a 12-year-old tell telecom- you like, a they, they could just
1: be, like, playing Candy Crush on their They could have been playing Candy Crush like, toilet, like Mommy does. On the toilet. Vaping
0: on the toilet. Or you, you could have, basically, you saved people's eyes from eye strain. Yeah, like you're maybe welcome. maybe they listened to this after a long day of staring at a computer, and they didn't want to look at it Murderpedia, but they want to know what's on there for December nineteen fifty three. And you told them the story of Joe Fisher,
1: exactly. And maybe they didn't, maybe they didn't, they didn't like initially be like. Do I want to listen to Joe Fisher's story? But that's no. part of why
0: I interrupt with random shit. Yeah. and then, So it's not just reading off yeah, a Yeah, like media.
1: you wouldn't have the idea to to search up this exact date and be like, oh, this, this story looks good. Like you wouldn't have that idea. But like yeah. now that you were like forced to yeah. listen
0: to it. You were forced to listen to it. Yeah. You probably like it. And now you know like, you know, what Facts of Life episode was on when he was getting convicted and stuff. And Yeah. And and that you know about the we talked about the turkey drop episode, the most famous Thanksgiving episode of any sitcoms, WKRP in Cincinnati. People love that.
1: Sorry, I burped.
0: You just burped. That's not appropriate. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear you burp. Everyone wants to what hear. What if you I burp. just What if I just fart? Would that be okay? Well, that's different. Oh, is that
1: because your farts are horrible? And because
0: you know, it, there's eighty percent chance it's a shark.
1: No, I said 95%.
0: 95? How do you know my sh- my short ratio? I, you don't I, know my short ratio.
1: I hear them when I'm sleeping. I can hear them from my room. I can hear the wetness. Well, no, you
0: cannot. Now that, I will not sit here and listen to these false allegations. Now, yeah, you know what? I'm going to call you out. We went to Taco Bell the other night, and uh, she wouldn't go in because she saw her teacher in there, her science teacher. it's
1: embarrassing. Why? Why is it embarrassing like, to go to Taco was, Bell? She was the only person in there. Her and her family was the only her people in there. Her her
0: children. And they, were, they were the only people. Yeah. So and you then, suddenly Monday, realized you're on the Monday, same yeah. level. We almost went in there, and you realized you're on the same level as your science teacher. We're in the yeah. same boat. We like, have to eat Taco Bell.
1: On Monday, on Monday she would be like, I saw you at Taco Bell.
0: <laughs> she might still have seen you turn around, and walk away, and force me to go out.
1: I would cry. I would literally cry. Would
0: <laughs> what literally... if she listened to this podcast and then finds out she was at Taco Bell and we saw her there?
1: I would have a panic attack. No. It Sorry, Miss Spinks, if you're listening. You can't say her name. You can uh, edit that out.
0: I guess you can say her name. Who cares? She's not listening.
1: There's, there's so many people named Miss Spinks.
0: Yeah, that's true. And she's probably not listening. True. So. But if you, um, I don't want her to sue us because then we're revealing. I wonder if she could sue us for defamation if we reveal that she ate a Taco Bell. I don't know if that's a bad
1: thing. Well, people, Taco people Bell's delicious. See, well, people will see her in public like when she goes to Taco Bell. That's true.
0: Bell. That was delicious Taco Bell, don't you think?
1: Yeah, the Taco Bell is good.
0: Those chalupas, man, they're good when they're warm, but when they're cold and chewy, that's bad. I don't bad. blame her for going Chalupas to are Bell. hit or miss. Yeah. A little Taco Bell tidbit for our listeners uh, those of you who are sad that the Mexi-Melt, the big beef Mexi-Melt, is gone off the Taco Bell menu, little hint, you can order a cheesy roll-up and add beef. That's what I did. And pico sauce, if you like the tomatoes. If you don't like tomatoes, just add beef, and it's a
1: Mexi-Melt, and it's delicious. It's so good. Now, the
0: Taco Bell employees might be mad.
1: but if, I always feel like they're a little mad. I don't know You why. can just flip them off if they're mad. No, you
0: don't flip them off because then <laughs> you don't know what's in your tacos. Anyway, that's a little tip from us from Audrey good job Audrey you are a good podcaster i think we should start our other podcast where um a a 12 year old covers i don't know what were we going to we got to come up with a podcast idea you give me some ideas covers let's not do anything inappropriate or murdery like let's just do I what about what else do you Missing like?
1: Missing children cases.
0: Oh, no, those are sad. Children, When children are involved, I don't like any of it. What if we talk about beers?
1: Missing people case. What if you and
0: I have a podcast about beer? IPAs.
1: Kidnappings. Songs. Uh, I'll <laughs> talk about
0: IPAs and then you talk music. about other stuff. <laughs> music. We can do a music podcast. Ugh. A music review. We'll play... Well, we can't, though we can't play the music because it's none of the rights to them.
1: We can just be like... We don't have to plan, we can just be like, listen to this and we're just gonna before we review it. Uh,
0: that's not. That. We'll come up with something. Maybe we'll write stories. Oh yeah, could be a and fiction. then like
1: explain it to them. It could be like horrors, romance.
0: You could tell your story, I tell my story. Or you can yeah. we can leave off. Like I'll tell part of the story and then you take over the story. Or something,
1: yeah. Something. That sounds
0: fun. Maybe. I like peanuts. Anyway, thanks for listening. To American Timelines by History for Jerks and Audrey Rose. Special guest, Audrey Rose. Bye. She is a 12-year-old girl in seventh grade. She did a good job. And she's very smart. And she's actually very super smart. Uh, but could probably just apply herself a little more. Because she could get straight A's if she wanted to. But she's too busy talking, aren't you?
1: No. Too busy talking. No. Okay, anyways.
0: I'll, let you, I'll make a podcast with you if you get straight A's.
1: Okay. okay. Thank you for listening. Do you ever thank them?
0: Yes, we always do. Yeah. And then we say rate, review, and subscribe. Give us five stars. Follow us on the Facebooks and the Twitters and the Instagrams. Also, um, um we're at History for Jerks on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, get out of here, Chuck Berry. Let Dale through. That's the thing I was say. Mommy says get out of here, Chuck Berry, because Chuck Berry is from St. Louis, where your mom's from. And he opened a restaurant, and he installed cameras in the ladies'
1: restroom. Oh, that is nasty. It's nasty and awful.
0: But he got caught for it in the 90s, 1990, and your mom knew about it because it was in her hometown. Mm-hmm. And she would just, anytime anybody accidentally barged in the bathroom when somebody was in there, <laughs> she would say, get out of here, Chuck Berry. That was her. catchphrase. Like, <laughs> funny.
1: <laughs>
0: and I didn't know about that. She said that to me when I first met her. She said that. Get out of here, Chuck Berry, if I accidentally... But I didn't know what she was talking about because I'm not from St. Louis, and so I didn't know how did to
1: Yeah, so Literally. that's how
0: we end every podcast episode. Get out of here, Chuck Berry. So you got to say it.
1: Get out of here, Chuck Berry.
0: And that's episode 170 70. of American Timelines by History for Jerks. Thirty more, and we get to
1: 200. What did you guys do for episode 69? Now what? <laughs>
0: you can't. You don't know what that is. It's
1: well,
0: Matt Truman Ego Trip is the greatest band of all time. Buy their music.